Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast really breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be, will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of the podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. Let me give a special shout out to Elijah Merrill, our producer, and Sheldon Boyce, our assistant producer. Um, I appreciate so much all the hard work they put into putting these podcasts out every Friday. As much as I appreciate um, each of you who listen to them every week, if you weren't listening to them, they wouldn't want to do the work of putting them out there. So thanks for being a part of that. Uh, if you want to learn more about this podcast or, or really all things Crosswinds Church, head on over to our website at crosswinds.church. Well, we're in our second week of a five-week series in this podcast of looking at really the five essential questions that everyone asks in their life. Uh, they may not ask them in these ways, but, they, but in, all, in some way or another in our life, we ask these questions, and here they are. Who am I? Where do I come from? Why am I here? What is the meaning of life? And what is my purpose? And, and last week, we looked at who am I, which is the sort of the basic question, that the basis of, of all the other questions being answered. And I, I alluded to the fact last, last week on the podcast that the idea of who I am is so closely tied to uh, where do I come from, which is what we're going to look at this week. But before we jump into that question, I want to welcome to the podcast our, our producer of the podcast, Elijah Merrill. He's going to sit in and have this discussion with me. Elijah, it's great to have you with us. Well, it is always a privilege to be here. Thank you. Usually he's on the other side of the mic. Yeah. Uh, Sheldon Boyce, our assistant producer, is uh, over there doing that work for us, but it's great to have him in, in this discussion with me. And, and and so, as I said, you know, who am I? Well, I, I sort of summed it up, and, it, you know, we are many things as described in Scripture, um, but it all really is based on the fact that we're created in the image of God, as Genesis 127 teaches us. We're image bearers of God. There is a difference between the believer and the unbeliever, that, that we're all image bearers of God. That is true of all of us. But those who have yet to receive Christ as Lord and Savior, the Scripture defines as a sinner or one who is in Adam. In other words, they're lost. Um, those who are in Christ are, are called saints, which means set aside, that, that God has done a work that we've accepted to be in a right relationship with him. Uh, when the fall happened, when Adam and Eve sinned and sin came into the world, we were separated from God. Our relationship with God was 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 one uh, a fragmentation. We we weren't able to be in this close relationship that we've been created to have with Him, and so He showed His worth to us, His love and our worth to Him, um, by sending Jesus Christ to die on the cross for our sins, be resurrected for our salvation. So as believers, we're able to live as image bearers. Who are, who are becoming more and more greater reflections of Christ's love, his character, on mission with him. That's what separates all of humanity. There's only really two groups in humanity, those who are in Christ and those who are not. But we are all image bearers of God. So whether we're in Christ or not, the way that we treat one another should be reflective of being that image bearer, that worth that God places upon us. It should it should impact the way I treat other people. It should certainly impact also the way that I allow other people to treat me as long as it's in my power to do so. Um, I, there's an expectation uh, of, of treating one another who have that great worth in God. Well, now we venture into that second question that people will often ask, again, maybe not in these words, but they'll, they'll ask the question, well, where exactly uh, do I come from? You know what is what is 
Where and this question, Elijah, is an interesting one because, you know, the 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 prevailing cultural theory is that we sort of just evolved. Mm-hmm. Um, if we evolved, and, and you know, we won't go into the science of all that in this podcast, which, by the way, is a worthy mm-hmm. uh, conversation to have. But if we evolved, then our worth can only really be found in the fact that. Maybe we were just able to somehow, with all the happenstances, fight just a little harder to be here. Yeah. Outside of that, there's really no difference between anyone else who has done that. In other words, a monkey has the same value as I do, as would a tree, as would anything else. Now, the Scripture teaches because we've been created, but there's a big difference. Mm Mm-hmm. And because we're the only image bearers of God, going back to who we are, that we're different than all of creation. In fact, that creation, we're supposed to be stewards of it. We're, we're to care for it on God's mm-hmm. behalf. Now, that should have implications too, by the way. It means we should be great caregivers of, of the world around us. But it definitely means that the value of human life is higher than the value of anything, any other life on, on sure. planet Earth. And so I think it's important before we even have the conversation to say, I'm going to come from an Orthodox Christian perspective. And so if you're sitting out there and you're like, well, I'm an evolutionist, well, this probably isn't going to fit into your into your uh, philosophy of life. But for me, uh, as an Orthodox believer, meaning I'm a Bible-believing believer, the Bible says that I'm, I believe it, that's God's Word to me, teaching me these things— that my worth comes from being an image bearer of God, and where I come from then is also spoken in Scripture. Uh, again, Genesis 2, 7, the Lord God formed the man of the dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the bread of life, and the man became a living creature. Mm-hmm. And so when I was created, God formed Adam, first man. God formed him, but what's very interesting is he, he isn't a living being at that point. He has all the capacities. I, I picture Adam had hair. Uh, you know, he has skin, he has a heart, he has all the stuff that's necessary to be a living being, but he's not one until God breathes into him. And it says he, he breathes into him this, this living breath, the very breath of God. Then he becomes a living being. So where do I come from? Well, I'm created by God, but I'm God-breathed, hmm. that the very breath of God is what gives me existence. And so, you know, let me camp there. I've been talking a little little much here, but but Elijah, what, talk to me about some of that, like where we came from and, and what, what that, even that idea of being a God-breathing life into us means to you. Well, I just, you know, <clears throat> I think about what you said just like just a few seconds ago is this whole, if we were... Uh, if we were to if we were to come through this evolution kind of state, right? And like you said, we're not really going to get whole into that. But the I this this concept of um, believing that we were created for a purpose and part of God's perfect plan, right? I love Scripture says that we're His unique creation, we're His unique possession, and I am um, made you know made set apart from everything else you know and um, made in his image and so I love that uh well one that's very comforting for me being being a person and being <laughs> being a human being is to know that I was created with you know with purpose and with um with a plan in mind you know and not just made you know as just another another thing you know another just another part of creation i i love that scripture says that uh if he if he dresses the lilies with such beauty and splendor how much more does he love me 
And um, it's just, especially, I don't know, especially coming from a place of like having been, you know, you know, having, having dealt with some, some depressing parts of my life and, and, you know, some, some, some darker chapters, if you will, like just being able to champion the idea of, of just how much more does God love me being made so uniquely and being made on purpose, you know? And I think God does everything with purpose. And I think that he, his plan encompasses all, right? And so I'm not saying that he doesn't, he doesn't, I don't know, plant a tree in a specific place for a specific reason. Sure, you know, I'm sure. sure that he does that. But it's scripture's very clear about him his his very special and unique desires for man and for each of us and the the relationship that he wants us to have with not only him but with each other. And so there's so much that goes into that goes into that that it's just I don't know, it's awe-inspiring sometimes because you know, like Genesis, right? It goes over like God said that he, you know, he created the hills and the valleys and all of these, the the beautiful wonders of nature that, we, that we've yes. come to see, right? Um, but then he kind of moves on from that. So, you know, to, to, to think that God takes the time to create such beauty and splendor, but then he's like, all right, that's good, you know, and he sort of walks away from that. But then he takes this moment to create, to create Adam and to create us, you know what I mean? And this, and this plan. So, I think when I think about this concept, like you could you could unpack it so many different ways. Like you could be like, well, I came from so and so who's a descendant of so and so who's a descendant of so and so. But I think that there's when I think about this question, there's there's an like an ultimate answer for me, which is like, where did I come from? I came from a creator with a specific plan and a specific purpose for me. I came from that plan and I can't you know what I mean and I think there's a part of us you know and I just want to echo what you said too you know Colossians 1 16 says that God created all things and he sustains all things mm. and so it's not that he doesn't care he, you know I love what, even talking about the lilies of the valley right and the birds of the air in that same verse he says no he cares about these things but how much more does he care about you yeah. and so it, it, it's it's right that God creates and he loves what he's created but but we've been set you know to use the word imago day which means you know we're, we're literally the image bearers of God that mm. he created us with that purpose that that, that worth, right? Um, but when we look at that, it just this understanding of of just, I love it. You say, you know, well, I'm from this person, this person. Talk about lineage or pedigree, right? Yeah. And, and, and just as you were saying that, my mind was thinking of, of people who believe in reincarnation. Hmm. You know, I've never found someone who said, man, I've been re- I was reincarnated from a nobody. You know, they're all, reinc- like, everybody's reincarnated from Caesar, or yeah. Alexander the Great, or Cleopatra. You know, it's always great people there. And I think, to be honest with you, as I as I look at that, and I'm not making fun of that, I'm saying I think that that proves in one way that all of us know, you know, because that's that piece of God the scripture says it's just in each and every one of us. Mm. All of us know we were created in our pedigree with a piece of greatness. Now, I don't mean I'm great. It doesn't mean that I'm better than anybody else because we all have that same piece in us, right? So I can't say, well, Elijah, my pedigree is better than yours. Because what I'm saying is when you go all the way back, the only thing that really matters is we were created by God. The life-giving breath of God himself Mm -hmm. was breathed into us. And so 
it's not a big deal even if you know even if a relative far back was Alexander the Great or whatever any great name you want to be so even if you don't believe in reincarnation sometimes you know we we'll, we'll put together these huge historical documents just and I love this I love that whole all that sure. stuff so I'm not but you know to say okay where did I come from but if you're finding value in that put that aside for a little bit go to the scripture and realize where you really came from Hmm. is much greater than anyone you're going to have on that list. You know, it, it, it all goes back to God, mm-hmm. which is a big deal. <laughs> it yeah. makes a big implication on the way we live our life. I mean, it would have to, right? If you really believe that, if you really believe that I'm made in the image of God, that's the question we looked at last week, who I am, where did I come from, that that God created me. And you, I love how you keep saying with a purpose. Yeah. He purposely did so. You know, and, and all I, when you were saying, I don't know why, my mind goes crazy places, but I was just thinking of a little kid with Play-Doh. You're like, oh, what's that? And you can tell they're making it up. Like mm-hmm. when you, oh, that's that, that that's a bird. You know, you, they didn't know what they were doing. But once you asked, they're like, oh, now I have to pick up. Yeah. God wasn't like toying around with his Play-Doh set. Uh, he purposely made all mm-hmm. that exists uh, and, and sustains it to this day, holds it together. The scripture says if God were to remove his hands, all that exists would cease to exist, including us. And, and so he sustains us. He's still intimately involved with his creation. And, and that should just blow our minds. Yeah. I, I, um, I, was, I was thinking of just this idea of breath, and I was doing some, some study in this, and uh, you know, um, the, the there's a word in the Hebrew that speaks of breath, and and it's the same word for spirit in other parts of, of Scripture. You know, and and just this this intentional idea throughout the Old Testament, and yet it, it carries over into the New Testament as well. But this idea of of the breath of uh, of God, this life giving breath, and that's a different word in that verse than this than the, the word I'm thinking about in the Hebrew. But but the concept is is illustrated within the way it's mm-hmm. written within that verse. Is that the the spirit, this 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 essence of God is 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 placed within us uh, to be able to not just live our own life, so to speak, but to live in relationship with Him. And also in relationship with one another, and that's yeah. that's the that's the cool part about it. when we realize where we came from. We're, we're children of God. I like to say we're beloved children of God, but also the reality that you know the scripture is we're a royal priesthood, a holy nation. I often joke because you know I say to church family, you know, when you come to Christ, you're no longer identified as a sinner. You're not identified by your sin. You're a saint, which means you're identified by Christ. Mm. But more than that, you're not just a saint. You're you're a royal priest. You know, you're you're literally a, a part of a, you know, you're a part of a royal family, and, and it may be weird because you can't walk around like saying, "Hey, call me King, whatever, or yeah. Prince, whatever, or Saint, whatever," because what's true of me is also true of you, and it's true of the next person, and true of the next person. That that that's 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 what we've been created to be, and yet, unfortunately, because of individuals who, who haven't found that truth. Or haven't surrendered to that truth, um, they 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 seek uh, that type of affirmation in all the wrong places. Yeah, you know, what do you what what, what do you think about the the fact of just that that breath, that very spirit of God, you know, being a part of His creation still today? In other words, He didn't just create us. Some believe that, right? Mm-hmm. He created us and said, "I'll see you at the other end of history." Yeah. 
But the scripture is very clear that he sustains us and that as believers, his very spirit lives within us, which is a reflection of that very spirit breath given to the first man that, that gave life, right? And, and it says he created uh, him in the previous chapter to that, he created them, man and woman. So he created all of us with this, with this God spark, if you will. And mm-hmm. I, I, I watch the way I say that because some people, some people have taken that into New Age territory, other, other ways of looking at that. But what I mean is that the very uh, essence of life was given to us by God Himself, and has continued to be sustained by Him. He's, mm-hmm. he's that intimately involved in His creation, you and I, and everyone else. Yeah. What, what is that? What is that? Yeah, Meaning. you know, <clears throat> I it just you know the the language the language you're using it brings me back to um, the it's a super popular worship song we play a lot here at Crossland. It's called "Great Are You Lord," you know, and we just that it, it's such a it's such a pro, like a proclamation of a worship song to be able to proclaim, you know, you're literally singing to the Lord. You're saying it is your breath in my lungs, and so and I love the line, and so we pour out our praise, and we pour out our praise to you and to you alone and to you only. And I just this, I don't know, that it's very timely because this concept has been like really heavy on my heart lately of like, okay, I, I'm i at this state, I'm at this place in my life where I'm just, I'm so, I don't know, this even just at the beginning of this year, feeling close to the Lord and feeling, you know, just on fire for what I think he has in store for for me and for my family this year. And so, you know, just sort of on fire for that. But this concept I've been thinking about and what you're talking about is just this this literal spirit and the essence of God, you know, in in me. And that's why I have life and that's why I have I have breath and and not only that, but that's why I have dreams and I have desires and I have a passion for things that I do and stuff. And all of that comes from God, right? And, um, you know, I think for, you know, just for me personally, like I've, uh, I'm on this, this sort of journey this year of, of diving into, diving into some more, uh, some more pastoral work and some, you know, some schooling and everything and stuff. And and God's really opened my eyes to this being a passion in my life. Mm. And, um, just this concept of, of using gifts that he's given me to be able to worship him and to help usher, you know, my brothers and sisters and my family in Christ into his presence even more, you know, and to show, to put the glory of God on display. And I think about why, you know, so like, I love music, right? And, why why don't i get nearly as nearly like even 10% of the the enjoyment and the passion out of like playing whatever music right like i could sit down and i could pick up my guitar and i could play the you know the next cool lumineer song you know what i mean i don't have that skill necessarily but i could sit down and try right and it's and it's fun but i'm just not getting as much out of it you know what i mean and it's i for whatever reason i could sit down and then you know, just dive into some worship songs and stuff, and there's a passion there, and there's a fire there, and I think it's just, it it's because I'm using those things that God's given me to glorify Him and to lift Him up. Yeah, and there's a relational connection, mm-hmm. you know, and for those of us as believers, I think sometimes, you know, the those who are yet to receive Christ as Lord and Savior, they look at us as believers when we're singing in worship, and, you know, we, we're to worship of our lives, and that's why. It's not mm-hmm. just singing. Sure, and thank yeah. God for those of us who don't have such a great voice. But, you know, it, it's it's a lifestyle thing. But but those songs, you know, even though I'm not a, uh, I'm not leading worship, that's not my gift, 
Um, I love listening to those songs. I love singing those songs, especially mm-hmm. in my car when no one else is hearing me, and um, or when I'm at home, you know, and playing it. And and uh, you know, some songs even come to my mind right now that are just just newer songs that are newer to me mm-hmm. that are just hot in my heart. And, and the reason is because my relationship with God. I have a relationship with God. If you don't have a relationship with God, the songs seem weird, right? Yeah. But I I think that's true of love songs, right? I mean, if, if you're not in a an intimate relationship with somebody, a romantic relationship with somebody, you know, the, the, a love song, so what, you know? And, and why some songs may mean something more to someone than somebody else, sure. right? You talk about couples and you go, well, that's our song. You go, okay, whatever. But then if you have your song with somebody, well, that song has power to it mm-hmm. because there's relationship. And to think that that God has relationship with us. He wants relationship with us. The reality is, and we talked about this last week when Betty and I were talking through Who Am I? Um, the reality that, yeah, was sin entered the world. We had a separate relationship from God, and, and God was not okay with that. Hmm. He didn't say, you broke the relationship. Like many of us in relationships, you broke the relationship. That's on you. I don't want this anymore. No, God does the, the other, the contrary thing. He says, I love you so much that I'm going to die to make that relationship right again, that that you through Christ can be in a right relationship with me, and that's I think that's why us as believers, you're right. You know that the, there'll be a song. This past weekend, you know, there was a song. One of the um, one of the ladies on the worship team was leading out, and uh, I joked with her afterwards. I said, "Thank you so much for using your gifts today." I said, "But you almost got yourself in trouble." And she said, "Oh, really? Why?" I said, "Because I had so many tears in my eyes, and I was ready to follow up and come mm-hmm. up on the stage to preach. And I thought I can't read anything right now. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm an emotional. I wouldn't say mess, but I'm, I'm emotional. Like the words just hit me. And why? Because the words were talking about God's profound love for me. And to think, wow, the Creator of the universe cares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he cares." And it gives me this opportunity to, to walk with him. And that's tied into who I am. I'm an image bearer of his. It's tied into it's tied into being his beloved child. But it's so tied into the whole creation story. Where do I come from? I come from him. Hmm. He created me, like you said, with a purpose. And, and we're going to talk a little more about that purpose in the upcoming um, episodes as we t- c- tackle the next few questions. But but spoiler alert, you know, our purpose is to be in relationship with him. It's to know him and make him known. And 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 that that's a game changer in the way mm-hmm. we live our life, and the way that we see ourselves, and the way that we see other people, and the way that we, the things we pursue, how we pursue them, why we pursue them, um, all ties into all of that. And so I get it when you're talking about the difference in you know playing one song over another, or being a part of one thing over sure. another, or how it impacts our relationships. I mean to think that the breath of God is 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 what gives us real life is is, is unbelievable. I um. I don't know. I don't know how to really best describe this, but uh, I think about you know these moments. These moments in our lives when we're using when we're using this this literal breath and spirit and and life and passion that He's given us to glorify Him. And whether that's and I just use the singing worship as an example, right? But whether that's you know acts of service or something that you're doing, yeah. There's yes. there's s- there's an element of unity there that comes from using that God-given breath and spirit and life to turn back and glorify Him. Yes. You know, there's just this element of it working together, you know what I mean? And I think that's—I think God has used—God has used finding some of those passions in my life as maybe 
unlocking them as passions in my life. Mm, so like good. you doing something that finding something that I enjoy to do that, that I'm then using that to glorify God. And all of a sudden there's new life in it and there's new passion. And I think there's, I can, the only word I can think about is unity, right? Those things working together because yeah. of the life and the spirit that God's given me. That's you good. Know? You know, I, uh, my wife and I watched uh, all the, the Cobra Kai Netflix series, you know, and so I told her that she had to go back and watch the original Karate Kid movies with me, which she was thrilled to do. But she 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 did. She, she <laughs> so far we're in, so we watched the second movie recently, and one of my favorite quotes comes from the second uh, Karate Kid. We're talking about the originals, of course, because they're the only ones we're really worth watching. And uh, the second one, you know, um, Miyagi's there with Daniel. And uh, he's Daniel's all flustered, and he says, "Go back to the basic of life." And because of the way Miyagi's holding his hands, Daniel says, "Oh, prayer." Mm. He says, "No breathing," and he he says says he says, "No breath, no life, mm. no breath, no life." And um, you know, as I was preparing for this podcast, I, I was actually thinking about when that came up. My mind went there, and I thought, "Man, if we if we just could wrap our mind around that, right? No breath, no life. If God hadn't breathed into us, we'd have no life." And where did we come from? We came from Him. He literally breathed life into us. Um, how different we would live. I mean, how different we would see each day. You know, and 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 even in the even in the days, let's face it, <laughs> aren't all that exciting. Sure. Whether they're not exciting because they're mundane, or they're not exciting because my, or maybe they are exciting, but not in the way we want them to be. Right? This is a tough day, tough, tough season. But man, I'm made in the image of God. That's who I am. I'm a, I'm a beloved child of God, and I've been created by Him, like you said, for a purpose. He breathed life into mm-hmm. me. Let's get at it. Yeah. Let's get at it. Let's, let's, you know, it just makes me want to uh, just go right now and tackle the next three questions because it speaks of purpose and, you know, mm-hmm. all those things. And, 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 and they're all so tied together. We all ask the question, but if you look for them in other places, the answers you get are not going to be fulfilling. The only way you're going to live a fulfilled, joy-filled life, which is a whole life, right, is by really finding the answer in God. And believing what he says about these things. Mm. And so as sort of we wrap up our podcast, because you can't tell I'm getting excited, so I could be talking about this <laughs> the whole day. And um, what, would, what would be some final words you would give to those who are listening on this whole idea of where we come from and the impact it should have on the way we live? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I don't, I just, I feel like I just want to hammer this home. I, you know, my, my whole life changed when I started not only understood, but totally started believing that I I was created on purpose. And now to even expand that further, I was created from and by an ultimate creator and a, and a loving one and one that sees potential in me and sees, and so much so that he he made me in his image to reflect him, you hmm. know? And I just, that changes everything that I do. And certain days, maybe not as much, right? Because getting caught up in things and forgetting about it. But the days that I I take that to heart and I remember it, it changes everything that I do. Yeah. Because I remember that I came from a place of purpose and I came from a creator that loves me on purpose. It's being mindful of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's just, that's been on my mind. That's good. That's good. I, I guess I, I would just, in summary, I would say, you know, again, our origin 
is that we're created by God. And that's the same whether we accept this as truth or not. In other words, Mm -hmm. you don't have to accept something to be true in order for it to be true. And this is gospel truth, right? We've been created by God. For those who do accept it as truth, the only obvious choice then is to receive Christ as Lord and Savior and to walk with Him. Uh, To me, right? I mean, to do anything other than that, if you believe that's true, just really doesn't make any sense. But for those who don't, they... They're left really attempting to navigate the dark corridors and, and false assumptions and weak presuppositions, uh, which can can never really help us answer the why questions, right? These questions we're looking at. And so if you don't accept Christ, you're left to all this other stuff that isn't true and is never going to lead you to any type of fulfillment in your life. On the contrary, knowing I come from God presents me with the, the really the only right path to understanding why I'm here. And that he's created me as his beloved being, right? This this person who he loves. And, and I must listen to him, my creator, following in his ways, the path that he's that he's laid out for me as his image bearer. And and really, as we start to venture into these questions of purpose, that foundation of understanding that I'm an image bearer of God, beloved child of God, created on purpose with the very breath of God in my lungs, um, makes me all the more eager to say, now what? Yeah. Right, and for and my heart breaks for anyone out there who 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 has yet to receive Christ. And here's the good news: you can even now um, by saying yes to Jesus. And we'd love to love to share uh, more with you about how you can take those steps. In fact, if you uh, reach out to us through our website at crosswinds.church, in fact, you can uh, you know look at all things Crosswinds as podcasts. But but most importantly, you can connect with us. If you connect with us and tell us, look, I either made that decision or I want more information on how to make that decision, we'd love to get some information out to you. We will do that. We're committed to that. That's what we're about. We want people to find freedom in Christ. We want people to be able to live the joy-filled whole life that God has in store for you that's based on this total amazing truth that we're made in God's image. We're beloved children of God and that on purpose, he has a purpose in the fact that he he created us, breathed his very breath into our lungs so we can we can live and, and, and be in relationship with him and one another. And so uh, reach out to us, crosswinds.church. Um, thanks for listening to this podcast. We're going to continue. we got three more qu- essential questions of the five to tackle. We'll be tackling the next one uh, next week. But for now, be blessed and bless others. Mm-hmm.